It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 15th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossmack. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic. The Magic announced their plans to allow fans inside the Amway Center. We'll go over some of the rules and regulations uh, if you do ch- choose to go to the Amway Center and, and a little bit more about all of that. We'll talk a little bit about Dwayne Bacon and his debut with the Orlando Magic over the weekend, some of the good and some of the bad of what we saw from Magic's newest acquisition. We'll talk a little bit about the task ahead of Steve Cliff- for Steve Clifford as the Magic tried to get the most out of this season. We'll talk all about all that coming up here. In just a moment, before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Month the lowdown on the Charlotte Hornets, who just completed a series with the Toronto Raptors and will play the Orlando Magic on Thursday at the Amway Center. You can check out Locked On Hornets. No matter what team you cheer for, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic announced on Monday that they will allow about a quarter capacity inside the Amway Center when the regular season begins. Only friends and family for the two preseason games on Thursday and Saturday, but beginning next Wednesday, one week from Wednesday is the beginning of the NBA season, folks. Beginning next Wednesday for opening night, the Magic will open their doors for select uh, for, for a limited number of fans. It'll actually be around 2,000 for the first five home games as the Magic kind of get their procedures kind of fine-tuned and figured out, and then it will expand out to about 4,000 fans um, per game at, or at home games. The Magic becoming the fifth team in the NBA to admit fans to their games. Um, the procedures are pretty simple. You'll, you'll be required to wear a mask at all times. If you do get tickets, you will be required to fill out a health questionnaire on on, on the on, on an app. Um, it's, it's provided by Clear, the same company that does the clearance for airports. Um, it's not clear where that app will be available. I'm sure you'll get that information if you get tickets. Um You'll have to fill out a, a brief health questionnaire. If you're sitting close to the court, if you're within 30 feet of the court, you will have to take a coronavirus test um, before entering and, and be a test negative before uh, entering the building. Um, there's a lot of stuff obviously going on. The team has set up tons of cleaning um, stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of hand sanitizer being added to the to the concourse. There are stickers and kind of placards reminding everyone to stay six feet away from each other to keep social distancing uh, and, and, and actually markers on the floor to help people stay socially distant. The Magic have or are, are trying to set up a procedure to make sure to keep people in a state, to have people in a staging area so they're not all congregating at the entrance of the Amway Center. I actually think this is the most difficult part of the whole process because the Amway Center has really only two ways in and out of the building um, that the public use at least. 
And so I think it is very, very, you know, dangerous that that people will congregate at the entrances. I think that's actually going to be the most difficult part to enforce social distancing. Um, but again, masks are required throughout the entire building if you're if you're visiting as a fan. Um, food will be individually wrapped uh, as, along with utensils, so there'll be less point of contact there. Um, the Magic are have equipped their their air conditioning with ultraviolet uh, you know uh, ultraviolet violet light to help disinfect. Um, you know, the air that's being circulated through the building. Uh, and in, in addition, they actually put an ultraviolet light uh, beneath the beneath the escalators so that the, the handrails are, are cleaned essentially on their way around. You know, again, if that, it seems like that, that's, that, that, that the magic are painstakingly taking every precaution that they can. But ultimately, um, whether you go to a game or not, it's up to you. Um, obviously, it's up to your level of comfort. Uh, I... Will fully admit, uh, you know, I I am planning to be at Thursday's game. Um, a lot of it just to test out whether it is worth it for me to go to games. To be perfectly honest, um, I have been relatively uncomfortable being in crowds. Um, I, I do think that the Magic, along with the NBA, because the the Magic are you know consulting with Advent Health, they're just consulting with uh, the Florida Department of Health, with local health officials, as well as following CDC guidelines. I, I I'm I do think that the Magic are going to do everything in their power to keep people safe. Um, Alex Martins, who did a press, who did a, a, a media conference uh, on Monday to announce these uh, these procedures and, and these protocols, um, said that there will be a task force throughout the building that will be working to enforce mask wearing, to enforce social distancing, um, and will have the power to eject multiple multiple uh, repeat offenders. Um, if you are told to put on your mask and you don't. Um, they will take you aside, tell you to put your mask on. If you still don't do it, you will leave the building. That's It's that simple. Um, this is, again, it, we're in the middle of a pandemic still, and the pandemic is not getting any better right now. While the hope while the hope is is that the vaccine will become more widely available, and hopefully that will um, slow the spread down or, or make it, or eventually bring it to zero, we're still several months away. Honestly, the vaccine probably won't have proliferated enough through through society uh, by the end of the NBA season. Um, but maybe it will. Who knows? Um, but for right now, you know, again, it's it's about your comfort. It's about what you're willing to do, what, you, what you're okay doing, uh, and and ultimately what you're responsible for. I mean, we've said this throughout the pandemic, I think. It, right now, we all owe a responsibility to each other to keep each other safe. Um, you know, we all owe a responsibility to... Uh, be put ourselves in positions where we're not spreading the virus, where we're not contracting the virus, where you know we're again limiting our social our social interactions to a small you know relatively small group of people and hoping that they do the same and trusting that they do the same. And when you go into an arena, it's it's hard to fathom, but when you're in an arena with sixteen thousand people, you don't know where everyone's coming from, especially with uh, the way the Magic have courted national international travelers. So obviously, that will not be the case here. Uh, most of the uh, season ticket holders got first dibs on tickets and picking out which games they wanted to go to or which how much of their season tickets they wanted to honor. Um, from there, individual tickets will go on sale on Wednesday um, for those that are interested in attending games. And again, I'm not going to begrudge someone who wants to go go to games or not. You know, again, I, I'm planning to be at Thursday's game just to kind of get the lay of the land. I, I will admit I am 50-50 on going, um, but I, I do trust that the Magic have done all that they can do. Um, again, the issue is there's you can only do so much. Um, you're, you're essentially you know, in an activity where you are around people that you don't know where they've been. It's, it's, it's really that, that simple. Um, 
as far as seating goes, seating is being done in pods of two, four, or six. Um, so essentially, you sit with your party, you sit with your group, but there will be no. Uh, but pods are separated by at least five feet or by at least six feet on each side. Um, so if you're sitting in with your group, there will be no one within six feet of you um, uh, in, in any direction. So again, the Magic are doing their best to keep social distancing. And again, while you're in your seats, you will have to wear a mask. You'll have to uh, do that very basic, uh, basic uh, safety measure from the virus or it helps prevent the spread of the virus. It doesn't necessarily prevent you from getting the virus. It just helps prevent the spread or, or slow the spread of the virus or make it harder for it to spread. Um, again, it's great that the Magic are going to have fans. Um, I do think it will add something to the atmosphere. I imagine they will still still pipe in noise. Um, I did not go to any games in the bubble, so I, I do not know what that what that atmosphere was like or what that experience is like. I'm, I'm honestly I'm a little interested to hear to see what Thursday's experience is going to be like. It'll be a smaller crowd, obviously, um, with just friends and family in the building. Um, but I am I'm interested to kind of get a sense of what these games are going to be like. Uh, um, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to go is just to just to have an understanding of of what these players are going to be playing in, and, and I think that'll be part of what I report when when we do our podcast on fr- when we do Friday's episode of Locked On Magic recapping the game is, is just what the atmosphere is going to be like inside these games and inside these buildings. It is obviously a strange, strange season, but the Magic are letting fans in um, again. I. I, I don't know much about what more they could do to make it safer. It seems like they've done a lot more than some of the other places that we've had. Um, you know, we've had UCF host host fans, um, and I would say I've heard some some horror stories about what went on at the bounce house uh, and how there wasn't uh, as much social distancing as there should have been. Um, Exploria Stadium for Orlando City hosted fans. Um, while there was certainly, you know, not a full house, you know, you go look at the, and this is again, no offense, no offense to the wall. Um, you know, again, they, they provide a lot of energy to that team. You go look at the wall and everyone was kind of bunched in a little bit more than they probably should have too. Um, it's by no means the worst examples. You know, we saw Texas A&M against Florida, how bad that was. Um, you know, the governor was at uh, Niceville High School in Pensacola on Friday uh, for the Niceville Edgewater High School game. They were not wearing masks and they were, that, that game was essentially sold out. Um, it, that, that was just embarrassing to be frank and, and the governor should not have been there the governor should have said this game is canceled unless unless people leave uh, to, to be frank um and and that was frankly embarrassing on our part uh, that, that 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 even happened if I were Edgewater it, you know even in a state semifinal match I would have very seriously considered um not not playing <laughs> um but again everyone's kind of treated this virus differently unfortunately um we haven't done the job that we need to do but the show must go on, and you know, again, we're not going to hide from it. it the, the the show is going on because the NBA it doesn't want to lose revenue, doesn't want to lose business, doesn't want to lose a year worth of money. Um, it, that's that's really what this is about. The players agree with that. That's why we're playing these games. Um, and yeah, you know, there's definitely there's definitely should be plenty of conflicting feelings about all of this, including having fans inside these games. Obviously, an indoor sport is much more difficult to control than an outdoor sport. Um, as far as air circulation, again, the Magic are doing what they can, but again, who knows if that actually works or if that, um, I, I certainly don't know it. Um, or so we'll, we'll, we'll see how things shake out, but the Magic are letting fans into their building again, about 4,000 in 4,000 total, uh, once things pick up, um, about 2,000 total for the first five NBA, for the first five home regular season games on just friends and family for Thursday and Saturday's games. Um, if you do get a chance to go, I hope you enjoy enjoy it. I hope you stay safe. I hope you do your part um, while you're at the game and enjoying and taking a little bit of a break. I, I don't begrudge people. I've made mistakes 
over the course of this thing or, or, or may ha- have done outings that I was just like, I should not have done that. That was not smart. And thankfully I haven't been nicked for it, but you know, I'm sure other people, I'm sure some people have for, for some of their, la- for some moments for their lack of discipline. And frankly, going to the magic game is probably a little bit of a lack of discipline on my part too. But, um, Again, it's everyone's choice at this point. You know, I don't think we should necessarily begrudge any begrudge anyone that choice. Uh, but the Magic will be opening their building up. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about Dwayne Bacon and his debut with the Orlando Magic. Since we hit the rookies pretty hard on Monday's episode of Locked On Magic, so we'll talk a little bit about Dwayne Bacon coming up here in just a second. But this episode is brought to you by Ten Ten. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you a little bit about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring launched exclusive, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they are gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up tomorrow on Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic back to work. They had Monday off as they came back from Atlanta. Magic back to work, kind of cleaning up the mess from Sunday's game, well, I, I wouldn't say it was a huge mess, but definitely a, a disappointment, disappointing game, disappointing effort on Sunday. Magic will be back to work. We'll get we'll get some response from the Magic on on uh, Tuesday, as well as continue our player outlook series. We'll hit some bigger players and some of the players I'm talking about here. So we will get to more player outlooks as we look ahead to what the 2021 season will bring. But instead of looking uh, too far ahead, let's let's look back to the weekend. Um, again, we've talked a lot about the rookies, Cole Anthony and Chumo Kiki, uh, and and any and really any time you have those first preseason games, you really are focused on the young players. You really are focused on on those guys because a young players are going to play a lot more in the preseason than they normally would. Um, you know, we saw Devin Kennedy, we saw uh, a lot of the deep bench guys. Um, you know, Jordan Bone, uh, Kareem Mane. We saw those guys get some run in Friday's game. Sunday, the Magic played it like it was more of a regular game. Uh, again. One of the things about the shorter preseason in normal times is you get less of those those young guys, but you get to see them more at the beginning. And so these beginning stages are really the first our first exposure to these players, and, and obviously that's a huge storyline. It, it's impossible not to focus on what those young players can do. Similarly, it's also impossible not to focus on what uh, what new players will do, what new acquisitions can do, and what the Magic not having any new acquisitions, really the only new acquisitions being the two rookies 
and Dwayne Bacon, there wasn't a lot to focus on. Except Dwayne Bacon went out and scored 11 points in the first quarter and played really, really well. Just played confidently and with rhythm and with verve. And that's that's what the Magic want to see. I mean, Bacon, as, as we talked about when the Magic signed him, I believe, or something I wrote about it. I don't know if I talked about it on the show because we're not expecting Dwayne Bacon to play a ton of minutes. The Magic put Dwayne Bacon right into the starting lineup. Uh, with James Ennis out with the, with the, with a calf injury, um, he got kicked in the shin, and then that, and that, and that, that led to an injury. Now, Terrence Ross out with the fractured toe. The Magic are turning to Dwayne Bacon to start at small forward. Um, that's just where they're going to go for now, and and that's not surprising me. I mean, that Steve Clifford is, is kind of subscribes to the Greg Popovich school, where you try and keep players in their roles that you would have them when they're fully healthy. Um, so you know, again, Terrence Ross wouldn't start. Dwayne Bacon would start, um, and, and I think that's absolutely the right decision to kind of maintain rotations and and keep and and keep things kind of the way that they 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 should be or would be when when the team is optimized. But Bacon came in and just played really really well. It, it felt like he fit right in. He just did everything that was asked of him. You know, he took space, made jumpers, and shot them confidently. He was active defensively, especially early on in that game against the Hawks on Friday when the Magic were easing into the game a little bit too much. Bacon brought up the intensity a little bit. He was got a bunch of deflections, got out in transition. He just kind of, again, that role, that small forward role that James Ennis is filling is really just in there to fill gaps. It's not in there to do a ton. He's not going to be expected to create a lot. And honestly, that's what got him in trouble on Sunday when he didn't have as good of a game as he did on Friday. Because he was forcing his shot a little bit, trying to do a little bit too much. It wasn't within the rhythm and flow of the offense. And part of the problem there is that the offense was never really in flow. The Magic missed a ton of shots. They didn't move the ball particularly effectively. It was not a, it was not a strong offensive game for the Magic uh, on Sunday. But Bacon fit in really well. Um, honestly, that 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 was a huge takeaway for me from the weekend. Is that yeah. If the Magic need Dwayne Bacon, as long as the as long as their key guys are doing their job, Dwayne Bacon's going to make an impact. Bacon is a scorer. That that's what he is by nature. That's what he was at Florida State. He's good at uh, getting into the lane, kind of finishing in traffic. He's got good strength. He's got good size to to kind of take some of the hits. He's got a decent mid range jumper. He can pull up for a mid range jumper pretty easily. Um, again, a little bit of tunnel vision, which we ex- kind of expected. He's not passing or distributing the ball. Um, but, you know, you give him space and he's going to take and he's going to know how to use it. He is a score at heart. And that's both what made him look really good Friday and where he really struggled, I think, on Sunday. Um, again, his three-point shot certainly still needs some work, but he, he, had, a few, he had a few open threes and hit a few, he hit a few outside shots throughout the course of the weekend. This is all the Magic are asking for from Bacon. Um, and, and again, I, I think that this weekend really proved how well he fits in with this team and just what he can do for this for this group. Um, it was it was a really strong debut for him. Uh, that, I think that's really the only way to describe it. Um, and again, it started on the defensive end where he was extremely active defensively. Uh, and that's where everything's going to have to start for this team. But undoubtedly, we are focused on the offense. We know that that's an area where the Magic need to improve and need to get better. No getting around it, no changing it, no doing anything with it. The Magic have to be better offensively if they want to accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish this year. And that's going to fall on Steve Clifford. And that's probably our big question facing Steve Clifford this year is how does he get more offense? 
We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a word from our pals at Headspace. Life can be stressful, especially in these times and and, and, and in these days. Life is stressful even in normal circumstances. So you need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes, and that comes from Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. Whether you need help falling asleep, whether you just need a three-minute SOS, Headspace has the wind-down sessions, has those sessions their members swear by, and for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and more than 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You don't need more stress. Headspace works when you want it to work. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so head to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA Podcast is getting ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week. Plus, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning in to the preview of the Southeast Division, especially Locked On Hawks, Locked On Wizards, Locked On Bulls, Locked On Hornets. All the teams of Magic are fighting for the eighth seed. Check it out today. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get podcasts, especially this week. As we preview the NBA, the Pacific Division went Monday. The Southeast Division's coming up soon. Hear what I think about the Orlando Magic season coming up this week on Locked On NBA. Undoubtedly, we know what this Magic team's strengths and weaknesses are going to be. Um, at this point, you know, we've had Steve Clifford here for two years. We, we know what to expect from him. Everyone knows what to expect from him. His team's played with incredible discipline. They don't turn the ball over. They rebound well. They don't foul. They play strong defense. Those are Steve Clifford teams. And because, frankly, because of a lack of talent he's had to coach both in Charlotte and in Orlando, that's good enough to get you to the first round. And Steve Clifford is going to coach this team so that they are well enough to get to the first round. I don't think, well, there's plenty of reason to be critical of Steve Clifford, and we're going to share some of those criticisms here. I don't think Steve Clifford has gotten enough credit A, for turning this team into a playoff caliber team. And B, for the way that he really tied and kept that team together last season. That Magic team last season was hanging on by a thread, it felt like. And yet, they stuck together. They found a way. They they had every opportunity 
to fall apart, and they didn't. So kudos to them. That was that was definitely a, a, a heck of a coaching job to just find a way to keep getting better. But undoubtedly, too, there's a big picture at play here, and the Magic don't want to be satisfied with first-round playoff exits. That's that's that is definitely very much something that deserves discussion and something that this team has to figure out how to do. While the Magic have had a top 10 defense in both of the last two seasons, or finished tied for 10th last year at least, the Magic have not had a top 10 offense, or had a really competent offense, to be perfectly frank, since Dwight Howard left in 2012. Last year, the Magic finished 23rd in offensive rating, and we continue to sit here and say that the Magic need shooting. The Magic need shooting badly. And with really just Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross as quality three-point shooters on the roster, we don't know what Cole Anthony is yet, we don't know what Chumo Kiki is yet, but just those two players as quality shooters on the roster, figuring out how to manipulate lineups to get the most out of this group is still one of the biggest tasks and challenges that, that Steve Clifford will face. This season, again, a lot of it's going to be about development. A lot of it's going to be about maintaining what this team has built. And a lot of that's going to fall on Steve Clifford and kind of sticking to the principles and foundations that he has. But we do want to see this Magic team take steps forward, begin to show hints of the team they ultimately want to be. And that was a big talking point throughout the entire season last year. The Magic talked so much about pace, and yet it didn't feel like they delivered on it. Not until after the All-Star break, when the Magic did increase their pace, looked like they were playing at a much more energetic speed, and had the best offense in the league. The Magic are hoping that carries over into the regular season. This time around, the Magic finished, actually, I believe it was middle of the pack offensively in the bubble. So there was still some carryover there. The Magic are hoping that those ideas and principles carry over into this coming season. And really, if you do look at the way that the Magic played against the Hawks, you are seeing the team pick up its pace. They did score 116 points against the Atlanta Hawks on Friday. They scored 107 you know, just by raw numbers, the Magic seemed to do okay. And again, that's 107 points on a poor shooting night on Sunday. Those poor shooting nights are still going to happen. They're still going to come. And the Magic can't rely wholly on their offense. And Steve Clifford would be the first to tell you that the Magic cannot outscore their opponents. And what we saw over the weekend was, frankly, a team with a preseason rotation. Yes, we saw Cole Anthony and Marco Fultz playing together for a not insignificant amount of time. But the Magic were essentially running platoons a bench unit, and a starting unit. And that's not going to help the Magic optimize their offense, to be frank. The Magic are going to have to have at least one starter and or Terrence Ross and or potentially maybe Cole Anthony on the floor at all times. They'll probably have to have two of those on the floor at all times. The Magic need better creators. They need better shooters. And it's going to be hard to have a strong offense without that. The Magic trying to pick up the pace, the Magic trying to get out in transition is sort of a way to limit that, to limit that need. Because if they're constantly getting out ahead of the defense and playing against a defense that isn't set, that's scrambling, that gives them the advantage. But so much of this is about Clifford holding the team to that ideal and to that principle. As it is also about the Magic making sure their lineups fit and make sense. Uh, Even though Clifford said the Magic are testing and experimenting, working with Ken Birch and Nikola Vucevic together. And the Magic did find some success with that lineup in the bubble, in the playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks when they had to. 
that's probably not a lineup that's going to create long-term sustained success unless Ken Birch has become Draymond Green overnight. I've not seen any indication of that, although I do think he's better as a perimeter defender than people probably think and give him credit for. The Magic want to play Cole Anthony and Marco Fultz, and it's encouraging to see them do that because that gives the Magic more offensive weapons, especially with Terrence Ross out. The Magic are going to have to find a way to optimize their lineups. In both seasons that Steve Clifford has coached, it has taken him to late January to find rotations that work, to find rotations that things really click. The Magic do not have the time to wait, what, 45, 50 games to get there. The Magic wait that long, they're going to miss the playoffs, plain and simple. And so a lot of this team's success is going to fall on Steve Clifford, on how he finds the right combinations, the right groups, the right rotation, the right substitution pattern to get the most out of this team. Steve Clifford, yes, is going to have to be a little flexible. If something's not working, he needs to make changes quicker. There is no time to waste this is an 82-game schedule. This is a 72-game schedule. And that's something that Clifford has struggled with both in Orlando and in Charlotte is making quick adjustments. And all this is going to be in play. All this is going to matter when the Magic get back to work. Steve Clifford's going to do a heck of a job. I have no doubt about that, kind of keeping this team together. Um, I, I think the biggest concern with this group is is that they don't have a huge margin for error. If, if part of the Magic's goal in the offseason was to reduce their margin for error, to give them a little bit of leeway, they certainly did not do that. And Steve Clifford, is, again, is going to have to do a fantastical job coaching to kind of keep this team going and to keep this team operating at the level they know it can. And I have no doubt he'll be able to do it, but will he get the most, will he get the most out of this team, especially on the offensive end, I think that part is still definitely to be determined. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search or tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all of them. Please download the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. The Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is also open, so send me your Orlando Magic questions. You can do that on Twitter at omagicdaily or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's also a great way to get in touch with the show if you want to as well. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.